0: The Golden Mike Podcast is presented by SeaDeck Marine Products. SeaDeck features non-absorbent, closed-cell, PE, EVA blended foam that delivers the perfect combination of comfort, safety, and style. For more information, check out www.seadek.com. That's S-E-A-D-E-K kcom Your boat deserves SeaDeck. Thanks for tuning in to episode 95 of the Golden Mike Podcast. This is Dan of the Mano, the noise of the north, and I'm recording this portion of the podcast from my boathouse studio in Windermere, Florida, overlooking the beautiful Lake Sawyer, the beautiful big Lake Sawyer. And now it's time for some audio sunshine. Have I told you all how much I love having CDAC as the best sponsor of all time? First of all, I get to introduce people, listeners, my friends to the product, but I also get to link up with others who share my feelings, my feelings that not only does CDEC make an amazing product, but they also give back so much to the community by supporting events, podcasts, causes, causes like... Aquanaut Adaptive Aquatics in Wisconsin, which is very close to my heart and multiple others, and it ties in so perfectly with my guest. Just like CDEC has been a longtime supporter of the Golden Mike podcast and myself, they also have a long-lasting relationship with my guest today through his efforts in introducing Toad Sports to new families, veterans, heroes, famous race car drivers, and people less fortunate than most. Bleeding the hashtag past the handle lifestyle. Robbie Mushhaupt or wakesurfing underscore gas man on Instagram is my guest today. Robbie, he's not a pro rider or a past pro rider. He's actually a former race car pit crew gas man. And Robbie was in the big leagues. I met him while he was being a gas man for a team in NASCAR, we were at a NASCAR race. We talk a little bit about it in the podcast. He knew so many of the boys before me, though, guys that I looked up to, guys that I still look up to, like Kobe, the Mick or Greg McCrasson, Chris Bischoff, just to name a few. This last year, Robbie was the recipient of the Pass the Handle Award at the 2017 Wakeboarding Mag Wake Awards, known as Mr. Pass the Handle. Robbie is a facilitator of good times, but more importantly, he's good people. Robbie, his wife Dawn, their dog Crazy Daisy, they've opened up their home to me and countless other riders over the past decade plus. It's crazy, I got messages from Sean Murray, Zane Schwenk, and Greg Nacrasson offering praise for Robbie, but I was like, Hey guys, I understand how big of a deal this guy is. Just let me have him on the podcast. Bam! Then all of a sudden, my phone blows up. It's Matt Manzari calling me, offering to let me use his office to record. I was like, okay. I mean, I do have my own boathouse studio, but when Matt Manzari calls up... Offers up his office for an interview with the gas man himself. It was a no-brainer. Robbie was super excited to be on, and I think his story is really, really important. Robbie is all about trying to grow toad water sports, and he uses wake surfing as his vessel. He opens up his boat, his resources to introduce the sport to others, even if it's just a taste. His motivations are far from selling product, although I do believe it's most likely a positive industry byproduct of his efforts. Everything he does is free, but again, Robbie just wants to keep the sport alive and at a level he remembers. He was a fan since he was a little kid, and here in his adult life, he's still a fan. He wants the athletes to have a place to continue showing their craft, and he wants them to be able to continue getting paid and traveling, and he wants to give the enthusiasts the opportunity to have a chance to ride for years to come. And to do that, he knows the importance of sharing your stoke and blessings of the boat, with others, and it doesn't matter who, just do. So excited for Robbie Mashup, But first, a quick recap since the last time I did release a bonus episode last week, episode 94, the event cast from the Nautique Wake Open down in Quintana Roo, Cancun, Mexico. Hope you all enjoyed that. Just some variety for you listeners. I did. Record another bonus episode last weekend from the Nautique Masters last chance qualifier. But you'll have to wait to hear that for the facts. Actually, it was a fun event. Uh, the crew from Ride Dry Drive Dry came down. And they provided lunch for everyone. It was barbecue. It was awesome. Uh, I took home a bunch of leftovers. We saw some great riding. The event was not really advertised, so it was mostly just athletes and friends and some industry peeps, but it wasn't a bad turnout. A few fans did show up. Some people over at the cable. It was held at Orlando Water Sports Complex. Junior Pro Pro wakeskate, pro women, pro men, they all rode, and we punched some more tickets into this year's Masters Wakeboard Wakeskate Water Ski Tournament. It's awesome. It's going to be crazy. The level is record high right now. I always say that, guys, but I don't know what else to say. Double flips, 1080s, 900s, MOB5s on the reg, and the age brackets, the... Oh my gosh, it's just crazy. Make sure, you guys are lucky, the Masters are going to be webcasted so you can watch the entire thing this year. Earlier I mentioned Matt Manzari. We did record this interview at his office in Claremont. Matt has a new YouTube channel and he's putting out some rad new content. He's got his own vlog. I recommend you follow that. I also wanted to mention the fact that I've been trying to personally ride a little bit more behind the boat. And by that, I mean I went wake surfing. I've gone trick skiing a few times and slalom skied. And I'm lightly training forward barefooting for Feet on Fire, which is coming up this May 23rd at the Waterfront Restaurant in Orlando. I'll be competing. Eric Ruck will be competing. J.D. Webb will be competing. Sean Murray will be competing. The list, it's insane. It's insane. I also need to quickly but graciously thank the sponsors of this podcast who continue to generously support this seemingly everlasting stream of toad water and wake sports content free to you. I now present the sponsors of the podcast, Deck Marine Products, Boulder Boats, WSIA, Roswell Marine, Woodrow Sustainable Optics, Performance Ski and Surf, Wakeboarding.com. GoPuck, HyperLight, Conley, Ledwake, Ronix, O'Brien, and Slingshot. If you aren't already subscribed to the podcast, do so on iTunes or the podcast app on Apple devices. Just about any podcasting app on Android as well. You can listen free on SoundCloud and noiseofthenorth.com. If you already knew that, then please share the podcast with a friend. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes or the podcast app. I will read it on the show. Tweet me on Twitter at the Dano T. and at the Golden underscore Mike. DM me on Instagram at Dano T. or message me on Facebook through the Golden Mike podcast page. Email goldenmike at noiseofthenorth.com. I got a review. This is from the Apple podcast app titled Wake Open in Mexico. Something like eight zeros on that. Very creative and appreciated. Written. By Mars Neasy. Dano the Mano killed the commentating at the Wake Open in Mexico. Been listening to this super dope podcast for a few months now, so thanks to my homies Jimmy Powell and Joel Schrader riding in the event, I got to see all in action. Keep the good material flow, Dano. I will try to only flow the good material, Mars Neasy, but no promises. Email me your address, Mars Easy. I've got a Golden Mike Podcast dad hat for you. In fact, that goes out to anybody listening who hasn't rated or reviewed the podcast yet. The first five of you to go to the Apple Podcast app, search the Golden Mike Podcast, scroll down, write a review. Then once that review posts, take a screenshot of it, message it to me or email it to me. And again, the first five people to do so will get a free dad hat. Normally somewhere between $20 and $30 shipped to your house. I'm going to ship it to you for free. All right, let's get to it. Here we go, Mr. Pass the Handle, Robbie Mushhop, right here on the Golden Mike Podcast. All right, everybody. Well, I am here sitting in the office of the one and only Mr. Matt Manzari, Beyond the Burn. But this time, I'm not sitting with Matt. I am sitting with a man whose name I have been saying wrong for so many years, Robbie Mush-happed, Mush-hopped, Robbie Marshup, why do I, why do I call you that? I, I don't, as long as you call me, I don't care. Yeah. Mush-haupt. mush Mush-haup. mush So we're here, we're um, guests of Matt Manzari. What, what's going on with you and Matt? I, I got a phone call from Matt and he was like, hey dude, I heard you're recording with Robbie tomorrow if you guys want to stop by the office. He gave us the invite and I was like, you know what? That's a great idea. Let's do that. So so what do you, what's the deal with Matt? Were you guys working on something together?
1: Or? Yeah. I mean, it goes back a little bit further than that. When, we, when Matt was originally injured and in then in, when he was electrocuted, we helped raise some money for him and for Brad. And we've remained friends since then. And uh, he does a lot of events for us up there in, in Charlotte, North Carolina. So uh, he was going to do our Cinco de Mayo grand opening of the Cable Park. And he was bringing his truck up there to get a turbo put on it, and I forgot that I was supposed to give him a ride to the airport, and instead I was driving down here, so he drove it up there at 9 o'clock at night, got there at 6 o'clock in the morning, hopped into my truck, and we came back here to Orlando last night. So, you, so, so he decided to decline the
0: flight, <laughs> and yeah. he took the car ride. Yeah. Hey, I'm fun. I I agree I agree. Well, here he is. Matt's sitting up in the uh, in in his office as well, kind of joining us for like the first few moments of it. What's up, Matt? How you doing, brother? What's going on, Dano? What's going on, Robbie? Super Uh-oh. excited you guys are here. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thanks for hosting us out here, and uh, obviously appreciate. Do you have a chance to listen to our podcast, our episode?
2: Oh, I did. You I mean you just kill it every time.
0: Uh, it makes it easy when I have uh, good content, my friend, <laughs> and you. And you bring a lot of really good content to uh, pretty much whatever it is that you do. So I, so I do appreciate it. So break it down. First of all, um, you declined a flight to take a twelve-hour drive with Robbie. So that means Robbie must be a pretty
2: awesome dude. Yeah, I mean Robbie's amazing. One thing that's cool about Robbie is he has got the attention of pretty much everybody in the industry so maybe if you're a fan an onlooker in the wake industry all the dudes you're looking to know who robbie is and uh he's doing these really cool events you guys are going to talk about i'm sure but i mean he was an inspiration to me the reason i want to get involved in past the handle events i want to share the sport with everybody was watching the difference and the impact that robbie's made
0: Hmm, that's very kind that is very kind of him to say. Okay, so Matt, um, obviously I think Robbie is going to break it down and talk more about what exactly is going on, what past the Handle is, what his involvement is with that. Um, but... Um, I had a few moments yesterday on the phone to talk to you, and you were really excited saying that you're really going to be getting involved this year, and you said you'd linked up with a boat manufacturer, and you're planning to do some traveling around uh, the, the Southeast and the U.S. as well, so just break down a little bit before I let you get out of here, because I know you got a busy schedule. Um, wh- what do you have going on this summer, because it sounds like some things may have changed since the last time I've talked to you a little bit.
2: Yeah, so I did... Uh We'll be announcing soon what boat manufacturer, but I linked up with a boat manufacturer and I'm super excited because we're going to be putting on events. We're going to hopefully do a burn victim event, a, uh, amputee event, a wounded warriors event that I'm actually doing with Robbie for that one. Uh, and we're just hoping to take people, you know, suicide and depression with trauma victims is through the roof. So if we could take people who've maybe spent a year or so in the hospital in and out and, Uh, who it kind of feels like a vacation or day on the lake is the last thing on their mind and just give them just this cool, just a day to remember just a day to treat them like a king or queen and show them like, Hey, life is really fun again. And you can still do a lot of things, even if your doctors and people around you are saying you can't. So that's the motivation. And that's uh, a lot of what Robbie does. And you'll hear about that. Well, we're super excited for
0: that one and, and all the stuff that you do. And then also I noticed, um, it seems like you've been back out there a little bit more riding. In fact, yesterday I was telling you about feet on fire, and you said, "Yeah, maybe I'd be interested in in competing for at that." I, are you at the level? Are you ready to? Are you really ready to to start barefoot and everything like that? I mean, you're looking awesome, dude. You're you're yeah, He's all shredded. Look at him. I know he's rocking the tank top right here.
2: You always say, "What? How do you say it? you wear your you wear your scars on your?" I wear my scars on the outside, but some of the deepest scars that people might carry are on the inside. So I'm not ashamed of them. They're part of my story. But the one thing that I can tell from your scars is that you are, you've are you actually gained, it looks like some muscle mass yeah. back there. <laughs> I don't know if it's muscle mass or more definition from lack of muscle, but we'll go with muscle mass. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm ready to go for feet on fire, but I mean, for me, it's like there's only one way to find out, and that's just to send it. So, <laughs> the, the question is: is do you send it beforehand and get some practice in, or do you wait till the day of the event? That's a tough call because these days, I, I threw a wakeboard on at Terminus the other day and had a blast. But if there was something to do the day after, it wouldn't have happened. <laughs>
0: right.
2: All right. Hey, Matt, thanks
0: again for uh, hosting us over here. Appreciate it. And uh, if anybody hasn't listened to Matt's episode of the podcast, go back. I think it was like episode what? 89? 87. 87. I thought
1: you were counting. No, no, I know. <laughs> I know. 87 is my lucky number.
0: Matt, thanks a bunch, dude. We got a bunch, we got a bunch to catch up with Robbie here. Um, before you get out of here, do you have any
2: websites or anything you need people to follow or check out? Uh, just as always, go check out Perf Ski and Beyond the Burn Life, and love you guys. Thanks for coming, and I'll catch up with you later. Boom, Matt. Thanks, brother.
1: He's gonna one wheel it out of here, I bet.
0: That's yeah. it, and and uh, the podcast is not over, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, it is just getting started. Robbie, you just actually told me how to say your name, and I still, as an announcer, I should
1: have this dialed. Robbie Mushopt mush Mushhaupt. mush yes right. i've been to several of your professional wakeboarding contests and every time you see me you give me a shout out over the mic and every time it's wrong but i love it that you do it and i'll never correct you here's what we're gonna have to do with your name
0: i think what you need to do is you need to
1: basically phonetically
0: spell it out otherwise people can just uh refer to you as what I'm assuming 99% of the world knows you as, and that is the gas man himself. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Okay, so so tell everybody out there who you are on Instagram because this is going to give a lot of my listeners an
1: idea of who they're listening to right now. On Instagram, I'm wakesurfinggasman. Wakes, Surfing underscore gas Man. Formerly known as... Robbie Mush helped, formerly known as on Instagram. Didn't, weren't you just the oh, Gas wait, Man? Or no, something? Yeah, I was. Uh, wait, uh, no, I was uh, Gas Man eighty seven.
0: Gas Man eighty seven yes. for quite some time. And, yes, and you spend a lot of time on the social media, and you do a great job of kind of keeping up with the industry, what's going on, and I, I love the industry. And, well, and 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 um and and we're gonna get to how you kind of major way up through the ranks of the industry and everything like that. And it and it all kind of um, starts from, from the beginning of your story. And, you know, I know you off of the East Coast. You um, currently are living in North Carolina, and I've actually sp- stayed a night at your house before. In and
1: Crazy days has a crush on you.
0: That's right. Well, don't they all? But that's your dog. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, but, you know, I've, I've traveled a lot and uh, mostly a lot of the stuff that – I've seen you do is on the East Coast. A lot of the events that you're helping organize and a lot of the pass the handle events that you're doing as well are uh, East Coast based. I actually met you on the West Coast. I met you in Ontario, California. That's correct. So I met you in California. It just so happens that was where you were born. And uh, from what I understand, your love of water sports um, comes from a place where well, you don't really connect with water too much, but Arizona. So do me a quick favor and just give us like a brief kind of rundown of where you're from and kind of how you were introduced into the water sports um, genre. Not necessarily the, the water sports industry, but like how you started like wakeboarding or kneeboarding or water skiing or tubing or whatever it is, because actually, I don't. Re- I know you've been a wakeboard fan and following it for a long time, but I don't really know the story of how you got into the, like doing it at all. You know, because before you meet pros and before you get into the industry, I mean, I would say for ninety nine point nine nine nine
1: percent of people, uh, you you probably were some sort of enthusiast. Right. I, I grew up in Huntington Beach, California. I surfed. Uh, I loved wakeboarding. I had the original scurfer. My parents had a house in Havasu, so we'd go out there on the weekends, and we'd ride out there and do some wakeboarding. Um, I've just always been – I've always loved water.
0: So so as a kid, do you, did you, like, read Water Ski
1: Magazine or any of that kind of stuff? Water Ski Magazine, Wakeboarding Magazine, and that's kind of how the whole thing started uh, as a fan. And um, I read an article – that Tony Smith wrote about Kobe Mikasich and in it uh, I've been in racing forever. So he was talking about renting cars on the road that had the emergency brake in the center so they could slide them and go karting and all these kinds of things. And I said, you know what, let's email them and see if they want to come to a race. And they said, yeah, I'd love to come to a NASCAR race. So like, do you remember what uh, time frame this was like, what year that this was? Gosh, I want to say like 2003 or four. And uh, it was just around the Daytona July race, and we just couldn't connect for that. So we thought about doing Homestead at the end of the year near Thanksgiving, and uh, it it turned out to be a big deal, and I'm sure we'll get to that. So I'm guessing at this point you
0: know who Kobe Mikasich is through the magazines and whatnot. So who are like the guys... It's the, through like the 90s and whatnot who are like some of the people that you're kind of following and looking up to in wakeboarding
1: uh for sure kobe megasich greg Nacrasen, byerly uh those guys were were just to me they were like brett Favre, right you know they were the guys
0: talk about like some of the stuff that that really excited you back before wake surfing happened like some of the stuff that that kept you attracted to wakeboarding
1: it's just so extreme. And, and I love how, like, again, I'm a gas man in NASCAR, IndyCar, and endurance racing. And we're really, really cutthroat. And to see those athletes interact on the dock and like, hey, go get them, go get them, go get them. Hey, great run, great run. Like, we don't get that. And that was what I thought was really cool because it was so positive. Even though they're trying to beat each other, they're actually patting each other on the back. And, and I, we don't get that in the world that I come from.
0: Um, let's, let's talk a little bit about, about your, your career for many, many years. Cause I, I you're retired now. I'm retired from racing, yes. Semi-retired or retired? Uh, Yeah, I'm not getting back into it. Well, I, I get to sleep in my own bed now. Robbie, I heard you one time like five or six years ago tell me <laughs> that you were retired from racing, and then all of a sudden I get a phone call about a year ago, and you're like, I'm back in Daytona,
1: <laughs> I'm fueling the Porsches, <laughs> yeah. come on out. Yeah, I, I got a real job there for about eight months, and that just didn't quite work out in an uh, endurance team. Uh, called me up as an engineer I used to work with in IndyCars. cars, and he goes, "Dude, we need a truck driver." And I said, uh, "I'm retired." He said, uh, "We need a fueler." I said, "I'm in." <laughs> right. I'd, I'd never done it before. So break down what you did and what you or what you yeah. What so you I did. drove the race transporter from state to state, back to the shop every week. I was uh, worked on the race cars in the garage, and then I pitted them on Sundays. So I've been I doing pitted, that.
0: For, pitted them. You're the guy when the car pulls off to the side. You're the dude changing the tires. Checking the fuel, checking the oil, stuff like that. Well, you're giving
1: me a lot of credit there. All I did was gas.
0: Right. But that's a, <laughs> that's a tough job because it's oh. a tiny hole, right?
1: Hey, there's your best pit crews in, in NASCAR, they're pitting the cars in 11, 12 seconds in my time, and it takes 6.1 seconds to dump a 10, 11-gallon can of fuel. So your best gas guys are filling the car, literally filling the car in less than a half a second from when it stops. And then you have to get your new can in less than half a second and engage again. They must be using Kobe Mikasich's drop and fill. <laughs> drop <right>? and fill. <laughs> yep. That, Shameless that. plug for the maker. <laughs> uh, man. And you know, I want to get to that at some point because I wouldn't be where, what I'm doing today and being able to give back the way that I can today without that guy and his heart. Yeah. So keep going about the racing. How did you like get involved? So, in so I, you know, I, I loved wakeboarding. I could do it when I, when I could, we traveled a lot. Um, and, um, I, it's, it, Everywhere we went, there was like a lake. In In Michigan, there was a lake. In, in Homestead, there was a lake. In Daytona, Lake Lloyd. Like in the
0: it, middle of the track.
1: Yeah. And I, I love it. And I'm like, oh, I want to go ride. But racing is so hectic, and you have to give up a lot uh, to, to do what we do at that level. Uh, I've been fortunate to be in the top series my whole career
0: what's uh what are what are some of like the struggles in that in like that thing have you ever like missed the uh oh the gas yeah hole and...
1: oh oh yeah uh I, I, actually greg necrassen reminded me of a time where i did a gas and go and i got hung up and i crushed every bone in my right hand 32 bones in my right hand uh and finished the stop
0: really okay and then like what about getting run over by cars i, I got run, run
1: over cars? in 1999 by an car and blew out every ligament in my right knee. So, I mean, this
0: is... The racing is intense and dangerous, but, like, the sidelines, it seems like that might even be.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that... Hence the retirement. Uh, I got a new knee in... Uh, around Thanksgiving this year on my right side, and life is changing for me. Just had a grandbaby. Uh, Jensen, shout out to that little fella. Uh, I'm going to make sure he rides Switch first out of the gate. Right. Is that is that just so that they're... That he's that good when... I I want, I I don't care what he does, but I I want him to share the the love of water sports with me at some point. Absolutely. So there was a a point in
0: time, I remember I was working at performance when it seemed like every race in Florida, whether it was down in Miami or in Daytona, a group of riders were getting invited to bring a boat out there and during off times do
1: demos. Uh, Are you the man behind all that? I I don't want to take all credit for it but I I went to NASCAR and I said these guys love what we do we love what they do I think it would be cool for us to how do you say cross cross promote each other And so, like you said, like at a commercial, the helicopter would go and focus down on on our athletes. And uh, NASCAR loved it. They gave me hot passes up the yin-yang so that these guys, I mean, everybody in the top 25 has been to a race or stayed at my house. And and I'm just, I'm blessed beyond measure.
0: Okay, so now when you give wakeboarders this kind of access to races, does anything (laughs) uh, funky ever happen? Maybe uh,
1: extracurricular, maybe after the race or... Before the race? Uh, Always, always. But one story I have is Bob Sovin. He wanted to come to the race, and it's I'm like literally in my truck putting on my fire suit, and I get a phone call from Greg Maloon of Nautique, and he goes, Hey, uh, Bob Sovin forgot his ID. And this is a race that Michelle Obama was coming to as the Grand Marshal. So we have Secret Service, NASCAR, and everybody, and he doesn't, I mean, you know what he looks like, and he wants to come in with no ID? And somehow I went to Bill, I went to um, the president of NASCAR, and I said, one of my guys, da-da-da-da, and got him in. And Greg Maloon said, then you can almost get anything done.
0: Yeah, man. So so did Bob end up getting to... Oh, yeah, he got in. Did he end up getting to meet Michelle Obama? And she's no, like, nice no, to meet you, <laughs> no, Sean White. <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't let him get that close. Uh, I'm, I'm more alluding to, I've heard rumors of um, some of the guys getting very close to actually taking some of their own apparatus onto the track. Have you heard of that or is that all behind your back? Tell
1: me. Tell me what happened. (laughs) I
0: don't know. I just heard a rumor that... Tell uh, tell me. I heard a rumor from uh, somebody. I don't remember exactly who or maybe I'm just keeping my mouth shut. We're basically about to pull a Harley Davidson and do some laps around Daytona. (laughs) (laughs) That is a fact. That is yeah, I remember that. So at this point, are you are you able to uh, talk about stuff like that? Are you still yeah? No,
1: that's on the down
0: low. Okay, very good. At some point, I might want to go back to a NASCAR race. How popular is is racing these days? Because it used to from when I used to watch it a little bit on TV, and even the few races that I went to, I, I remember being so. Like feeling so blessed that you were getting us into the pits and into these more VIP areas so I'm like, I don't want to be in those stands. It is just
1: packed to the max. Yeah, it's come down just a little bit these days but hopefully it'll get back. All sports kind of go through that, I think, in waves a little bit. You know, and like we were talking about a second ago about the crossover, uh, we did a... That's how I kind of started doing events was... I had these guys come up to NASCAR country and I turned them into pit crew members. So we'd go to victory lane karting and do some karting. And then we would go to my team like at Hendrick and we did pit stop practice and turn Sean Murray and Ben Greenwood and those guys, Andrew Atkinson. He's not very good. We turned those guys into professional athletes for a day. And it was, it, we had a gas, had a, a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Uh, n- no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so talk a little bit about it. I've got that actually written down in my notes here. Um, your uh your pros and pit pros coming together and kind of maybe touch on the competitiveness of some of the riders in this. And, and also like what exactly your pit pro challenge or whatever you called it
1: was. Our pit crew challenge. Yeah. We we did a bunch of them. Uh, We did one for the standard magazine. Uh, We did one for fuel TV, Uh, but I worked at one team and then I had switched to another team. It's kind of what we do over there. And so at this new team, we were going to do pit stop practice again and Kobe Mikasich calls my old team so that he can practice before he comes to our other thing. That's how competitive they are.
0: Is there any similarities with the race car drivers? Like, what's the, what's it like when you get into a car and like I don't I don't really know if it, at what your um, relationship is with some of these like drivers or whatever. But like like a Dale Earnhardt Jr. Have you ever gotten in like like a Dodge Stratus and just like a Dodge Stratus rental and just gone to McDonald's.
1: Oh there. yeah. With, with him, with, um, Kyle Busch, Robbie Gordon, a bunch of them, Tony Stewart. Uh, yeah, they, they're nuts. As far as famous race car drivers,
0: um, who might be some names that my listeners would know of that you've, uh, introduced wakeboarding or toad water sports to?
1: Uh, Justin Allgaier, um, Robbie Gordon, uh, Kyle Busch, um, Ben Greenwood jumped Kyle Bush for an article that we did in The Standard Magazine. Uh, a lot of those guys love to wake surf, love to wakeboard. They have um, clauses in their contracts that they can't wakeboard. So a lot of them wake surf these days because it doesn't void their contract. And the only reason they have those clauses in there is because of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure
0: about that, but you're yes. you want the one put <laughs> wakeboarding on the, on the radar for these uh, NASCAR uh, sponsors and officials, I'm sure. Yeah, I love it. Love it. That's awesome, man. Hey, so you just mentioned, I think it was Kyle Bush the Standard Article – um what do i remember wasn't there a a race truck that got stolen or out of like micker's (laughs) you're gonna bring that up
1: so uh, originally when i met micker and we went to the homestead deal we had all those guys josh Ledgeworth was there uh joey Maddock. it was awesome great did photo shoot the whole nine yards and then we were going to stay there and ride for a couple days and the weather turned a little south down south so kobe says dude i live on a lake why don't we go up there and I said, well, I got this big race truck. What am I going to do with it? And my the people I worked for knew I was going to stay down there for a couple of days, and I never really told them where I was going to be. So I figured if I move another 100 miles, what's the big deal? So we went up there to Lake Holden, and and Kobe tells me to park right there. There's trucks there all the time. So I, I parked the truck there. Uh, we throw some of our stuff, leave our boards in there, throw some of our stuff into the, into the truck. We go to Kobe's house right around the corner. We get up in the morning. And we're going to go to breakfast, and we're going to go ride at OWC. So we go back to the truck in the morning, grab our boards, grab our board shorts, and we go eat breakfast, and we go to OWC. We're riding there all day. We come back, and we're going to go to dinner. And Kobe says, just go grab your stuff, come back here, and we'll almost be ready, and you guys can change. And I come around the corner, and my truck isn't there. 83 feet of NASCAR equipment, probably $1.8 million worth of equipment gone, and I sunk well kobe had introduced me to so many people police officers every i thought he knew everybody and these are the days of punked and stuff like that and my heart i I literally stopped i'm like i'm that guy now everybody's gonna say whatever happened to that one guy i was that guy i go back to kobe's house and he goes dude you look like you got ran over by a train and i said please please tell me that you know about this truck He said, no. So anyways, long story short, we reported it stolen. We told them that we would meet them over there at the site. So we went back to the site and they told us that they were doing some sort of drug sting there on OBT and they repoed all the trucks that were there and arrested some people, but took my NASCAR truck.
0: Holy smoke. So, so is it, did it end up being like, uh, obviously yes, it's negative. It's, it's hurtful, but like with the cops and stuff like that,
1: did they? Was it awesome for them? Then were they like,
0: "This is so cool! Let us see your truck." Let no, see- no. Yeah. so
1: they they repoed it to this sketchy lot, and they all are. Yes, and so the guy says it's six hundred dollars to get your truck out, and I said, "Okay, no problem." Well, they give us truck money and all this stuff. So Kobe and I get in the truck. It's like twenty minutes to five. We haul tail down there on the other side of town. And we get there and I said, you know, if you let me open up the truck, I'll get you the $600. He says, you can't open the truck. because, like, you got to prove it's you. I said, dude, I got a net zero shirt on. I got the net zero keys. You know, I got a hard card here that says I drive the 911 truck. You know, it's my truck. And he goes, sorry, I can't let you in. It was a long deal. We finally got it out of there and we were going to go to dinner uptown at the other bar and And uh, I said, no, I just want to go home and get fired because I know I'm going to get fired for this. And uh, Kobe goes, no, I know a good place where you can park downtown. And he did. He called some cops, and we went downtown, and they blocked off the street. And I pulled that big thing down there by the other bar, and we had a great meal. And then I went home, and I thought for sure I was going to get fired. And when I pulled into the yard, they had caution tape up and no parking zone signs and a little chalk man. Well, it was a little fat chalk man uh, around. It was it was funny. What probably makes it even
0: worse is um, you... Don't live the lifestyle where you can use the excuse like a lot of us. I don't even remember what <laughs> happened last night. Yeah, I don't drink. It's so, yeah, I can just imagine how much worse that is. Oh, my goodness. Hey, another another um, rumor I've heard about you is that you used to run boats
1: on race fuel. Yes. Uh, I, my first boat was a pro air, and then uh, the, the cats at Nautique hooked me up, and I got a, a, a Nautique 220 and those guys uh steve carlton and greg maloon and matt tierney hooked me up and uh at the time we were running unleaded fuel ethanol free and so uh that was when i really kind of started uh, the pass the handle thing because we got i would bring home 60 70 gallons worth of race fuel every single weekend and why couldn't you just use it for the next race well you can but it's contaminated once it comes from sunoco's pumps into a a container that we're using, so they can't use it for the next race. And I was friends with those guys at Sunoco. I took care of them. They took care of me. And they knew I was taking that much gas home every weekend. But uh, Steve Carlton hooked me up with uh, Roy Layton at PCM. And I called uh, Roy, and I said, can I run this fuel in here? Will it hurt anything? And he goes, oh, man. He said, that's really cool. You know, He goes, run it. If something were to happen, we'll take that engine. We'll give you a new one, and we'll learn from it because we can always learn you know and so i mean i pulled everybody all the time listeners that doesn't go for each and every one of you just so you people (laughs) disclaimer yes disclaimer (laughs)
0: don't make sure you're running what the label says to run in those engines yes yes i got lucky so you've got a little bit of a different. Oh man, we I think there. we
1: I think we put a, an unbelievable amount of hours on that thing. It, it was it was rock solid. Then those guys used to let me bring it down every year, and they would update it. They put a two post Roswell tower on it. You know, uh, they pimped it out with the, the next year's decals, and they did the whole they in, they did the whole interior in my boat over one year. Uh, they put. Uh, there was a snow camo C-Deck in it. That's when I first got hooked up with C-Deck. Uh, I've, been, I've been blessed by the guys down south.
0: Hey, y'all. Stopping right there for just a minute, Robbie. This is epic, man. But I wanted to tell everyone listening about what I'm considering one of my favorite products of 2018 so far. And that is my two custom printed Golden Mike podcast photo beach towels. I was turned on to Photo Beach Towel at the Arizona Boat Show in March. Good buddy. Better photographer Brandon Hesterman showed me his latest venture, and I thought it was cool. Custom photos printed on custom towels. Sweet! But then I received my very own custom photo beach towel. In fact, I received four of them, and my world was blown so let me tell you what photo beach towel is it's the only 60 inch by 30 inch adventure towel you can take anywhere and print any photo on they're made of soft micro blends and great for the beach pool bathroom yoga any adventure you're planning i use mine as a blanket sometimes choose from over a hundred stock but rad photos or Print your very own photo. Find out more and shop online at photobeachtowel.co. That's photobeachtowel.co. I seriously have some and I love them. My photo beach towel is always on the boat with me. Go to the website. Again, that's photobeachtowel.co. And now let's get back to my guest right here on the golden Mike podcast as an enthusiast of the sport man you've done an awesome job of connecting with the who's who both athletes and then industry heads as well um you have relationships with companies like nautique pcm CDEC, uh um, lead uh you have an insane relationship with mastercraft boats right now as well how did all of that come about
1: I mean, Kobe introduced me to one guy, and he introduced me to somebody else, and somebody else wanted to come to the track, and I met that person. And, you know, I I believe in credibility, and if you're going to do something, do it. If you say you're going to do it, stand up to it and do it no matter what. And those people have taken care of me, and I make sure that I I do my best to take care of them. And I'm extremely proud that those companies have let me endorse their products on the side as being just a guy. You know, Um, I'm not a professional athlete.
0: Well, from what I see, taking care of people is just kind of your M.O. It's kind of the theme of your life, and a lot of that translates to to what you do, what you've done, and what you are doing now. Um, you have your hands in a lot of events right now, and before we talk about the events that you're um, helping organize, you're helping volunteer or work at... Um, Last season, you had something like, what, 75 days of pass the handle?
1: Is that what? That's what I'm doing this year. Last year, we did 31 because 31. I was still racing. Yep. So Okay.
0: So But you've been passing the handle since before pass, since th- there was pass
1: the handle. Before it was a legit thing. When, when Sean and, and Zane came up with it, it kind of gave it. Some credibility and gave it something. It, it's not certainly not something I started. I just was towing people because I got free gas, right. and I love to tow people and teach people.
0: Okay. But- so so I want you, I want you to like like basically talk about when you started taking people out here because you'll you'll take you're taking random people and maybe the number that I'm thinking of I'm saying 75 pass and handles and that's this year, but 31 pass the handles. That's 31 days, meaning on each one of those days you're probably teaching anywhere from to 15 people a day
1: yeah back back then in 2004 to 2008 i mean we pulled my teammates friends that hey can you, hey i got free gas i didn't care about how many hours i put on the boat so i pulled everybody and anybody that wanted to come and then i guess it was four years ago i started doing it more as a pass the handle because now pass the handle is a legit thing and uh we hashtag the pass the handle all the time and we'd pull new people a lot and again, uh, we just built a reputation of pulling people for free up there on Lake Norman.
0: And ideally, I think you want to get a sponsor, okay, like Mastercraft. Um, yeah, it's awesome to get new people on the boat, but they want you to also get people to eventually possibly buy a boat. But I think what's so cool about what you're doing is is and i don't know the exact numbers but there's a good percentage of people that you're getting out there underprivileged kids and um folks with disabilities folks who would never have the opportunity and you're just sharing you're literally sharing the stoke with people but at the same time um you're probably making helping some of these manufacturers push some product and and i think that's something that um you and i've talked about off the microphone that's very important not just for you um but also for some of the riders, some of your friends from the industry that, that you met. That,
1: that's, to me, like, Pass the is great. You're teaching new people to get on the water. But, you know, to go back to the Standard Magazine, our buddy Joey Meddock, that, that magazine went under. The Wake Journal went under. Our friend Ben Greenwell got cut from Quicksilver. And I'm not dissing anybody, but those things happen. And I feel like if we had more people involved in water sports, those things wouldn't happen. We would keep that water sports economy going. So Pass the Handle, is a lot deeper for me personally, because there are people out there right now that are making a house payment or putting food on their table by making the stitching for board shorts, all kinds of board shorts, Billabong, O'Neill, everybody, right? The shoelaces, uh, th- uh, flip-flops, the uh, material for Sea Deck, the material for the boat interiors, for all of these. People are making a living by doing this. And it's not about brands. It's about Getting people interested in—if I pull 500 people, hopefully 10% of them get into water sports, and that stimulates our water sports economy. Um, okay, so so talk a little bit about um, what
0: past the handle is now. What you what your um, role is this summer? What you're planning to do this summer? Um, obviously, you did some amazing stuff last year and over the past few years. So amazing that you were recognized by Wakeboard we, Magazine. We we were. Well Pat, well I I I mean you're kind of you know the thing is is Zane and Murray basically coined the phrase and came up or are the figureheads of it but like in a way like you are the muscle behind it all you are the proof in the pudding my friend you are the one that a lot of people now are following um, the path that, that you started. And, you know, a lot of like the stuff that, that you did, of course, you know, you're, you're, um, you're paying for this stuff out of your, your own
1: pocket. I I was for a long time. This is the first year that, um, we won't.
0: Yeah. And that's, We,
1: we have some great sponsors this year.
0: Well, and that's, and that's so cool too. And that's what a lot of times I like talk to the riders and stuff like that. And people are like, so blown away that I've been able to keep my career going for so long. And, you know, it's like, well, I want to make more money. <laughs> and as much as I would love to say that I do what I do just because I love it, I'm putting hundreds of hours of work and efforts into it. And, you know, you got to like the the greedy side of me wants to make some money. The, the side of me, the, the passionate water sports side of me just wants to get the sport out there. But I also know in my heart that if I want to keep this going, it kind of goes back to what you're saying. Guys like Ben Greenwood getting cut by Quicksilver back in the day, Joey Medock not being able to keep his his magazine alive. You know, um, I don't think it's selfish for money to also come in and for the people no. who are facilitating to also get paid for the hard work
1: and f- for me I, I raced for 33 years I, I did well i i've i have some things so now it's uh, the latter part of my life i just need to retain those things I, i'm not t- building things so i'm able to take a pay cut and do what i'm doing and g- going over the wall is an unbelievable experience. And the only thing that can probably replace it is, is putting smiles on people's face. What I get to do now, if I had to work in an office, I don't know what I would do. I mean, I've just been beyond blessed to be able to do what I'm doing now. And, uh, it's just amazing, amazing ride.
0: And I think, and I think in 2018, it's really cool what you're doing too, because you are showing people you're like, look at like, like, you said it. You're like, I'm not an athlete. I I'm not good at wakeboarding, but you can show other guys, like, hey, if you work hard enough and look, I don't know how much you're getting paid or how much, like, if you're gonna make a profit at the end. You're if, buying coffee if, after this. That's yeah. how much I'm getting paid. <laughs> well, if you're gonna break even or or what it is, and honestly, that's that's none of my business. And everybody measures everybody measures the like wealth in different ways, right? Mm-hmm. To me, I'm good paying my bills being able to afford some extra yo-yos, <laughs> some extra action figures, right? Wrestling tickets. Wrestling tickets, right? But, well, you know, a lot of that stuff just comes along <laughs> with the job. But, but it, you know, it, <clears throat> at the same time, yes, I would love to walk away with six figures at the end of the year, but that's just not something that, that's going to happen. But, like, at the same time, I'm busting my butt. And to tell you guys who, who are listening out there um, – 2018, I hope is like 2017, and I come out. What is it in the black? Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. I'm not saying I came out much in the black. Right. But like, I, I walked into 2018, and I could afford to go buy a bag of cheeseburgers. It,
1: so <laughs> I'm telling you, for uh, I've won many races in, in my career. Nothing has ever meant as much to me as that. Pass the handle award from the Wsia and and from Wakeboard Magazine, because to me, it's philanthropic. You know, I, I was able to give back, and that's what that award is for. And that means more to me than I, I'm, I'm tearing. I'm such a softie, but that, that means so much. I mean, d- d- it's a huge, huge honor that I don't take lightly, and we're expanding on it incredibly this year.
0: Can you kind of, like, break down what a pass-the-handle day with you
1: kind of entails? Well, typically, um, when I was racing, I would on Wednesdays, I would pull people from 5 to dark. I like 5 people because about 22 minutes per person um you're giving people a real long ride out there (laughs) well most of them are entry level so it takes a while to get them to get the feeling and then get up and then it's a transition period from that to being on the wave and then it's from that to letting go of the the handle and then another little session for them to ride without the rope um so it does take average of 22 minutes per person
0: Okay, so, so how does it all work out? You come in, you sign out your, your WWA form for insurance. Mm-hmm. You, maybe, are, are people paying or are they- Nope,
1: everything's free. We've we've pulled almost 3,500 people since I've been keeping count so for free.
0: Are, so are like local dealerships, are people helping flip? Because flip? He, the reality of it, Robbie, is that there's only a few people in the world that are like you that are going to actually pull the money out of their pocket and pull- five to 10 people a night in in a two or three hour period. You know what I mean? So like, so here you are now, you're saying this year, you're not gonna have to pull any money out of your pocket. So like, maybe you can kind of explain how some of that works, because I know that there's people all over the US nation and all over the world that are dreaming of doing something like what you're doing. And first things first, you got to get off your butt. And you gotta do it.
1: Yeah, people say, "Oh, dude, your Instagram life is legit." And I said, "It is just that uh, Instagram life. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. You know what it's like being in the sun for 14 hours. It, it's it's a lot." But with the great sponsors, personal sponsors for me, like Mastercraft, Monster, uh, Monster Energy, C Deck, Leadweight, P Five, uh, Phase Five, BB Talking, and Victory Lane Carding, that gets me to do what I do. Uh, I I get a boat. I get the gear from these people. CWB gives me all of my vests on, on the boat are all CWB. And then we have local sponsors this year that are paying for all of the gas. So there is no money going into the pocket. It's just all paying it forward.
0: What's cool too, is that you've also gone
1: from just doing
0: like the pass the handle stuff. And now you're being, now you're getting involved in the um, like the wake event community as well. um, Up, in the North Carolina and the Car- Carolinas area, um, you've helped already, um, facilitate three wakeboard contests, uh, two cable contests. Um, you're a part of something called the Queen City Surf Bash, um, an event called Fire in the Core, which is a cool series. I'm just bummed out because your event or Fire in the Core is the day after my <laughs> yeah, event yeah. in August. Now hoping that you could come up and hang out with us out there. Um, but uh, Wake for Warriors, those are another, it's another crew of people that you're, you're involved with. you got your hands in a lot of stuff. Um, talk about within your community in the Carolinas some of the events that you're excited about this year.
1: Well, this year I'm helping uh, Southtown Wake Park open up a grand opening uh, of their cable park in uh, Rock Hill, North Carolina, on Cinco de Mayo, Taco Trucks, Margaritas, Monster Energy. Uh, Queen City Surf Fest, helping out that, our Pass the Handle Mastercraft X-23. will be at that on 512, And people can sign up at QueenCitySurfFest.com if they would like. Uh, those are free. The 75 Pass the Handle events we talked about, um, two cable contests, the Pro Tour is coming to our town on June 6th. Stoked to have Super there doing that again. This, they're, I think this is their second year Mastercraft did it one year. Uh, Pretty stoked that 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 was the inception a long time ago is to try to make North Carolina a little bit of Orlando North uh, for me. Uh, Raya Walker's doing a surf clinic for me. John Ackerman, uh, Parker Payne before and after the Pro Tour stop. And then June 27th through the 29th, I'm really stoked to announce that we're doing a Wake for Warriors program there. And I went down to talk to those guys, and they're sponsored by Nautique. And I, I said I really want to do one of these events. I've really my pit coach at Hendrick. He he works with um, with uh, athletes from the military and vets, and he tells me a lot of stories. And I've always wanted to do something like it. So I reached out to those guys, and they weren't. I mean, they know that it's not about the brands, but they are sponsored by Nautique. He said, you're a Mastercraft guy. And we worked that out. And now they're blessing an event that we're doing. And I want to put the race theme to it. So the first day, we're going to go to victory lane karting and race with these vets. We have eight vets that are um, adaptive and guys with post- PTSD, And then after that, we're going to go to, um, Stuart Haas racing and do some pit crew practice, turn those guys into pit crew members. And then I have a lady, I I need to talk about this cage thing that she makes, uh, all of our seats and stuff for NASCAR. Uh, so we're going to go visit her. And then the next day we're going to go wake surfing and then go to eat at Jimmy John's and then wake surf again. And then the next day do the same thing. So it's a three day event. And uh, they were, the Wake for Warriors guys were at a boat show in Atlanta. And I went down there to talk to those guys, Dave and the guys, Dave and Tim. And they had a cage sitting out there. And I looked at the cage. Now, I have been, I, we do another event. I'm getting sidetracked for Wake the World. I love Wake the World. They right. teach adaptive, uh, pass the handle. He's been, and he was nominated for the Pass the Handle Award with me. And um, I love what they do. So he's done adaptive. But I've never seen a cage up. For, Impersonal.
0: You're talking about the cages are what, um, like in the adaptive, the adaptive divisions, and correct? Like disabled skiers yep. and wakeboarders. That's what they're going to actually sit in. Yes. And,
1: um, so I've been working double amputees and stuff like
0: that. Exactly. And so now my my first exposure to that was sometime around the like 96, 97. Um, uh, Aquanut Adaptive is uh, up from where I'm from, Wisconsin. A lady, yeah, a lady named Sue Ritchie um, and Garrett Adams. Um, they they brought. <clears throat> this adaptive program to Twin Lakes and I had the opportunity to um, volunteer when I was in high school uh, dating myself now but that was 20 years ago and their <laughs> program is still going on. They're doing eight, um, they're doing eight clinics this summer. Bless them, bless them. It, it's amazing and actually I was able to link them up with you. Uh, we were on a podcast, um With Brock Facebook, from Doomswell. Yeah, yep. from Doomswell. Yep. We were on a podcast um, It was a, I don't know if it's a podcast, more of a webcast, a Facebook Live webcast of some sorts, maybe podcast, I don't know. I don't
1: know what, I was fortunate to be on it. Yeah, we were both, it was was cool, and you called
0: me up because you'd known that I would have some sort Mm -hmm. of connection with this adaptive program, and you're like, hey, we want to have you on, and then we also want to... Yeah, and we hadn't told you what we were going to talk about yet. Yeah, no, you're you're like, we want to figure out a way to kind of stoke um, the people that you're stoked about up north out, so um, you said... We'll talk about it tonight, but there's this new cage coming out. It's going to make um, you said basically it's going to give it's going to give anybody running these programs so I, the ability to get like yep. two, three, four more people easily on the water a day.
1: Yeah, I went down there and I saw the cage first time. I've seen it on videos and I've seen it in ads or whatever. I mean, uh, in pictures. So I went down there and I saw this cage, and I'm looking at it, and I said, you know, our guys, our fabricators in NASCAR can build some amazing things. Let me put a disclaimer on this because. It sounds like a contradiction where pass the handle for me is all about stimulating the water sports economy. But I looked at that cage and I asked him how much they paid for and he said 11 to $1,800. And I said, there's probably $200 worth of material there and our guys can weld it up and make it legit. So I'm not trying to take away from somebody's family but I thought, I know a guy Brandon who helps me out with pass the handle stuff and he doesn't own a boat but he wants to, he, he's passionate about helping. He's a dude, if I can ever help his name popped into my head first thing. And I thought we're going to build these cages so that anybody can afford them. So now we're building cages for $500 that below that other one away for functionality. So now you can raise it up or you can widen it out a little bit. It has a base plate so that the adaptive guys can put their feet inside of it. So when we were doing that podcast, um, we were trying to get a bunch of sponsors to get together so that we could donate these to wake the world, wake for warriors, Sue's deal, the aqua nuts and a gentleman that I know out in California, Connor Pagnato and get them affordable ones. And again, for past the handle that gets adaptive folks out on the water as well, because you don't need $150,000 wakeboard boat to ride behind a boat. You can ride behind a pontoon. You're 80 feet back, a bay liner, whatever it might be. And you can still enjoy water sports in one of these cages strapped to uh, a surfboard or a wakeboard, and I'm hoping someday that we're even working with CWB and, and P5 and Doomswell and a couple others a- about possibly making an adaptive board that this cage will bolt right to. Super stoked!
0: All right, so this is going to take a few minutes as we get ready to close out because I know that there's uh, a bunch of a bunch of things that you need to kind of. Yeah, but one more thing oh, we're yeah, doing a, we're it.
1: doing a Beyond the Burn deal with yes. Matt Manzari on the official Pass the Handle Day. So he said. What do you think about this? So he has two burn victims from Charlotte, North Carolina. On past the handle day, we're going to take those two families out, not just the burn victims, but their whole family. We're going to take them to victory lane karting and do some racing and then take them out on the boat uh, for that day. And I'm super stoked that he's a part of that on, on what is truly the past the handle day.
0: Loving it, man. And I hope to... I don't know. This summer is getting pretty busy for me, but uh, and it's crazy. Cause That's I know, why I had to come to you. I know, and you and you send me messages all the time. Like, are you going to be here? I yeah, know you're yeah. within like fifty miles. Can you get here? Uh, so I hope to be at one of your events. I don't know if I will be or if I won't be, but I'm sure at least a good handful of the people listening to this podcast will be able to make it out to one of your past the handle events. And if you're listening, that means that you guys probably already have that ability to Pass the Handle, so I recommend you go to Robbie, see what he's doing, and then take that home to your lake and give back to the folks. So, um, Pass the Handle, uh, what is it, 75 events this this summer? 75
1: free events.
0: 75 free events this summer. If somebody wants to come out to one of those, give us the uh, scoop.
1: Uh, Just email me at gasman87.com if you're in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, and we'll we'll pull pull you for free. Gasman87 at At gmail.com. gmail.com, okay
0: and um, and the other event. I know you have so much stuff, so before I let you kind of drop your sponsors and your social media, um, just a quick overview of the events that you're doing and how people can seek those out.
1: Well, for the grand opening, you can go to SouthtownWakePark.com, I think it is, um, or Southtown Water Sports and find out when the grand opening for the Cable Park up is up there. That that place is is legit. They have uh, the Sissy Tech equipment up there, the Unic features it, it's going to be awesome up there stoked to have one so close to charlotte um but charlotte we have i mean in north carolina we've got a we've got two more coming we've got one out uh, the shark wake park uh terminus around the corner it's it's getting large up there uh queen city surf fest 512 you can go to queencity dot com and sign up for that you can ride behind a supra a moomba my past the handle x23 um all for free and uh that's that's pretty much it if you if you go to my uh, Instagram page, ga- uh, Wake Surfing Gas Wake Surfing underscore gasman, uh, you'll always see what we've got going on up there in that area. Okay, so there it is. It's uh, wakeboarding. It's wakesurfing. wake surfing. Wake Surfing underscore
0: Gas Man. That's your social media. That's the best way to find you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the folks. Once again, Robbie, I know you've kind of given a little bit of love throughout the, the episode here, but um, this is your ultimate time to give the love <laughs> to all the people who have given you the love. Well, my
1: personal sponsors are uh, Mastercraft Boat Company, Monster Energy, Deck. Uh, they've been with me for a long time, Leadwake, Jared's a good friend of ours, uh, he, he gives back a lot, Phase 5, BB Talking, and Victory Lane Karting. And uh, without them, I wouldn't be able to pass the handle at all. But uh, without these local sponsors up there where we're at, um, they're the ones that take care of our gas, our servicing of the boat and all that kind of stuff is uh, NOSA Pest, Car Pros LKN. What do we have? Funkco, Off Access Paint, Doomswell, Modern Racing, Inc., Wake boat porn. Jared takes care of us up there on that. Uh, Conley Wake, BB Talking, Brandon Watts Mortgage, Mastercraft Nation, Victory Chevrolet, Alarca Realty, Lynn Luxury Homes, Holiday Marina, and Ray City Powder Coating. Without those guys, we wouldn't be able to pass the handle for free. And that's what pass the handle is. There's a lot of there's there's other entities out there that charge, and I'm all for that because people can still get on the water. But if you want to come out with us, it's free. That's very cool, man. And uh,
0: we appreciate what you do. Um, before before I got here to interview you for this podcast, I ended up getting, started getting messages from a few people. And it's crazy because you don't, there, we don't need any, I don't need anybody to add validity to to who you are or what you do for the sport. But the nice things that Greg Necrass and uh, Sean Murray, Zane Schwenk, sent to me and I'm gonna hold off until I actually record the opener because this I uh, trust me, I'm an emotional dude myself, Robbie. I'm a sissy. I'm an emotional dude myself, so I get it. But man, you've been holding it back this whole entire time. It's pretty cool. But I <laughs> You made me cry one time. <laughs> well brother, I get it. Again, I'm I'm a very, very emotional. Actually the last time I sat in this office, I did so good and we got through about an hour's worth of the interview and my eyes just started just tearing up with Matt. So I I definitely get it. Maybe it's just the office. Maybe it's just the, uh, the, the, the passions. The you power in this room. That's right. You know,
1: before I end, I, I, some, I introduced, I pushed myself on Kobe and those guys. And uh, since then, everybody in this community has accepted me. Uh, I am going to... This community is so giving and so humble, and I'm so proud to say that I'm a small part of it, because without all these guys, Parks Bonifay, Danny Harf, all these guys, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing, because they gave me what my wife calls Lake credit, you know? And without that, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing. I owe this community everything, and that's what I'm trying to do, is pay it forward to get people involved in in their sport. Well, absolutely, and I've said it on this podcast a million
0: times, like there's... My my heroes are like Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and guys like like Wayne Gretzky, and you know, even guys like Tony Hawk. And you know what? They're awesome, and they've changed the sports, and they've changed our lives. But they're not accessible. But any day of the week that anybody listening to this show wants a chance to meet like Scott Byerly, mm-hmm. or Eric Ruck or Parks Bonifay, or Zane Schwank or you go to the water ski side of the things, and you talk about like those legends, Sam Duval. Like these guys are accessible; they make their themselves accessible, only in this sport, only in water sports, out yeah. of anything.
1: We did that. We did that. Uh, the Standard Premiere at um, Holiday Marina up there in North Carolina, and the, the the whole magazine, the Standard magazine, we were part of it, Slowpokes. But Zane was the feature in it, and uh, I I walked up to him. I was like, Hey, Zane, how's it going? And that guy and I'll never forget it. He said, "Dude, I I love what you do up here," and I was like, it, "To me, that that's wow. That's like Abraham Lincoln saying something to me. Those guys are 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 I legitimately look up to them." It's a it's a much
0: larger community um, than some people think, but the crazy thing is, is how tight this community truly is. And so, if you're not a part if you're not a part of it yet, sorry about you, but you really should be. Uh, <laughs> you know, I. I don't personally own a boat, but I could name 10 people within 50 miles of me who'd be willing to bring me and five of my friends out there. And if you've never rode and you want to ride, most of these guys, they want to get you out there. They want to introduce it to you. So, Robbie, man, thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast here. And also, we got to send a huge thank you to Matt Manzari for uh, letting us use his office over here. Uh, This is... uh, just i guess another uh just offshoot of the golden Mike podcast studios right here yep and uh, shout out to brad stay strong buddy that's right it was great to see brad smala here in town a couple weeks ago he just went back to uh uh, new zealand on monday um so bummed didn't get to spend too much time with him on this trip but he'll be back and we love you we love you robbie we love all of you listeners thank you guys so much Ah, and Robbie, oh. I'm going to go for it one more time. Robbie <laughs> Mushhaupt. Yes! My guest right here. Nailed Good it. Guys, that's it. That's it. Right here on the Golden White Podcast. Hang tight. I'll be right back to close this thing out. Robbie, yeah, I thank you again, brother. Thanks, homie. Since 1965, Conley has been revolutionizing the industry with explosive ski technology, leaving a wake of legacy along the way. The energy that drives the Conley brand today is the same passion that drove the company 50-plus years ago, multiplied by infinity. With one major goal in mind, making summer fun, Conley continues to push the envelope in quality and performance. For the entire line of Conley products, ski, Skis, wakeboards, surfers, floats, SUPs, apparel, and more. Go to ConleySkis.com, That's C-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y-S-K-I-S.com. Lead wake bags are easy to carry made from 100% recycled steel material sewn into the inside is a low dispensing high density foam core to protect not only the bag but your boat as well. Lead wake is the original no copycat design and is the easiest and most durable ballast alternative to move around your boat. Lead wake offers free shipping anywhere inside the continental United States and when you buy nine bags get the 10th bag free. Find out why all the legit Pros use Leadwake in their boats online at leadwake.com.
1: Presented by Sea Deck Marine Products, it's the Golden Mike Podcast with the noise of the North, Dano the Mano.
0: Big thank you to my guest, Robbie Muchaub. I really hope I'm saying that right, Robbie. You heard it for yourselves. Pass the handle. It is for real. I hope you were all slightly inspired. Matt Manzari was. He's hitting the road this summer in hopes to pass the handle. Introduce the sport to new folks. You know what? Actually, I challenge you, the listeners, to go out this summer and volunteer. I challenge you To pass the handle, take someone or some new people on your boat, volunteer at a learn-to-ride day or a disabled wakeboard or water ski clinic, volunteer for it. Get paid. Come up with your own program. If you can afford to do it for free, awesome. If you can figure out a way to make a few extra bucks, good on you too. I think the message this time was easy. Let's just do our part. Intro the sport to others. Be an ambassador. And don't be greedy. Robbie isn't rich, but he can afford to give his time and whatever else he can. It just takes a little effort, but a whole lot of passion. And with that being said, let me tell you where you can come here or see me and the awesome people I commentate for coming up in the next month, this weekend Cinco de Mayo. I'm headed to Lake Las Vegas with Boulder Boats, helping support on a little surfo. De Mayo, or Cinco de Surfo? I don't know. Anyways, Boulder is so good to their customers, and they put on the best events, so whatever the event is, I'm excited to head out there, spend a few days uh, with my friends at Boulder Boats, then I'm heading to LA, Los Angeles, California, to see my big bro, my sister-in-law, and my little nephew, Alexander, who's turning one years old. I'm going to be there for a few days and fly back across the country stacking up those Delta miles to Orlando Saturday, May 12th for the Performance Ski and Surf Gravel Tour stop number two of the season. The following weekend, I'm going to be in Mexico for stop number two of their Mexican National Wakeboard Series. Then back to Orlando Tuesday, May 22nd, 5 p.m., Feet on Fire South Qualifier. The following day, Wednesday, May 23rd, that is Feet on Fire returning to the Waterfront Restaurant in Orlando. That weekend, Memorial Day weekend, is the 59th Masters of Water Skiing and Wakeboard, and I'm going to be on the mic. It's my 13th year. I head back to Orlando for the first weekend in June. The Malibu Boats Rider Experience, stop number one. It's the WWA Wakeboard Regional South as well. And I'm excited for all of those events. It's going to be a very busy May and very busy into the beginning of June. Then maybe I'll get a break. Probably not. Dates are definitely starting to stack up. Not just in wakeboarding, also been getting some phone calls to come announce some yo yo contests and some other really weird, funky, fresh things as well. Now, if anybody listening, including you, are interested in having me announce, commentate, do voiceover work, or appear at your next event, maybe you want to advertise on the Golden Mike podcast or ask me any question in general. Email me, goldenmike at noiseofthenorth.com. You can also message me through the Golden Mike Podcast Facebook page. That's also the best way of purchasing Golden Mike Podcast dad hats, t-shirts, stickers, but there's also ways you can get those for free as well. And it's, well, I guess I'm slightly bribing you. I I think it's in a good way, though. Uh, You write me a review on iTunes and Take a photo of that review and email that to me, and then I'm going to send you some swag, like a dad hat. But... I only have enough for so many of you, so get that done and get it in soon. Plus, I'll read it on the podcast. All right, remember to subscribe to the Golden Mike podcast on iTunes or the podcast app on Apple devices. Search the App Store on your Androids for just about any podcast app there. Then search and subscribe. Please rate and review the podcast you guys have already heard about the positive swag opportunities that I have for you in that department The Golden Mike Podcast archives are also on SoundCloud, so please check me out there and listen and spread the word and do whatever it is to help keep this podcast rolling. We're almost at 100 episodes, and it's because of you awesome listeners. It's also because of the sponsors of the show, but before I get to that, first my social media, Twitter, I don't know why I tell this to you every single week because I never use it, at the Dano T. Mano and at the Golden underscore Mike. I do use Instagram. I just posted an awesome barefoot, well, I posted a barefoot video. We won't call it awesome. But check that out at Dano T. Mano and be sure to like and share the Golden Mike podcast Facebook page. Thanks again to Robbie Mushout and now a few shout outs to the sponsors and folks behind the scenes. Thank you to SeaDeck Marine Products, Boulder Boats, WSIA, Roswell Marine, Woodrow Sustainable Optics, Performance Ski and Surf, Wakeboarden.com, GoPuck, Hyperlite, Conley, Leadwake, Ronix, O'Brien and Slingshot, Jenna Carruth on the web, Rich Walsh. You do an awesome job on the audio, my friend. That's going to do it for today's show, and I appreciate you all for tuning in and listening. I'm the Noise of the North. I'm Daniel Lomano, and you can hear me next time. Once again, on the Golden Mike Podcast. Oh, yeah.